Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartrucci. I'm Sean Paul Murphy. I'm Michelle Wojo Wojakowski, and this is my husband, Brad. <laughs> and I'm John Quatrucci. <laughs> John Quatrucci is my younger brother, which uh, we all know. Uh, he pronounces his name differently than I do because that's just different the way fathers. we do it. Isn't this riveting same, so far? Same father, different pronunciation. <laughs> it's a strange thing. Um, what was I going to ask? What was I gonna you were going to ask if you want to subscribe or get oh, a notification. Yes. John, why don't you take over for me? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, if you like what you hear, if you liked it in the past, please subscribe and hit the notification button, and you'll find out when we drop our next podcast. Uh, it helps us going forward. So we really appreciate you paying attention. Thanks. Yeah. And if we actually get a comment and you comment on a movie <laughs> or you decide there's a movie you want us to do, maybe you're on the show. And follow us want. on Twitter and Facebook. Okay, now we just lost all our viewers. Let's get in. <laughs> viewers, viewers, some from Massachusetts. All right, so what was your brought to excited people watch us for listen to us on YouTube for eight minutes. Eight and a half, nine minutes. So we gotta get it all. So let's quick. get the best stuff out in nine minutes. Let's hurry. <laughs> so uh Wojo brought today's movie, and I'm let me describe the movie. Not the movie, I'm just gonna throw out a couple of words and then I'll let Wojo take over. Produced in nineteen ninety-four. Takes place in nineteen fifty-eight. Mimics 1938 movies. Take it away, Wojo. <laughs> it's the Hudsucker Proxy, done oh. by the Coen Brothers. It's my, I love the Coen Brothers, but this is my favorite. It's not as well known as Raising Arizona, No Brother, Where Art Thou? But we just love it. And we watched, when we watched it all over again, oh, <laughs> every time <laughs> Keep you talking. Keep no, talking. This is live oh TV. Oh, my God, I lost the podcast. <laughs> live television. <laughs> um, and it, it was just, it, it just is so funny. Oh, Sean disappeared. Oh, there he is. Okay. Um, Calm down. And there we go. We've <laughs> lost all our people. Right, so, gone. Um, all um, three of them left. It tells the story played great by Tim Robbins, who looks like he's like 20 in it, but he's 36, you know? Um, but he had that very boyish, innocent look to him. And, um, well, what's the story? Well, the story is about, oh God, am I going to sneeze? No, I'm not. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. COVID free podcast. Don't forget nine minutes. Wojo. Okay. Story is about Norval Barnes and he has recently graduated from business school and he heads to New York to make his way. And he gets a job in the mailroom at Hudsucker Industries. And, when the head of Hudsucker Industries, wearing Hudsucker, decides to kill himself, which is actually funny, if you can believe it, um, and jumps out the, uh, the, the 45th floor, or 44, calling the mezzanine. <laughs> 45, if you count the mezzanine. Right. Um, um, to end it all, he, Paul Newman, who is fabulous. Always and, is. He, in fact, and this is, well, I'll fish telling you about the movie and I'll tell you this fun fact. Um, but uh, he decides, because their, their stock is out the roof, but now that wearing Hudsucker is dead, they want to lower the stock as much as they can because his, according to his will, is going to go um, out and can be bought up by the public within a month, 
which is kind of crazy that the whole movie takes place supposedly in a month's time. But, um, but uh, so they want to hire a schmo, a schmuck, a jerk, you know, <laughs> who will freak out all the investors. And Ralph was unavailable. I was not available in 1958 <laughs> or 38 or 94. Or <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so they, um, uh, so Norval has to take a blue letter up, which is a big deal in Hudsucker Proxy, and has to take it up to Paul Newman's character, Sid. Well, chaos ensues, and he decides that Norval is going to be his proxy. He's going to be the Hudsucker Proxy, who is going to make everything tank so that the board members can buy up all the stock for nothing and then make the company, you know, thrive again. Which is crazy when you think about it, but... It, it, you know, otherwise there would be no movie. So, um, um, one, one of the cool things I found out, cause I know we're supposed to do research and such when we bring in a movie was that Paul Newman, the co-workers wanted him for the role period. And he said, no, in 1984, he said, no. And so they considered Clint Eastwood, they considered Jack Nicholson, but they really didn't want to make the movie without Paul Newman. So they waited 10 years until they went back to him enough and wore him down. And he said, yes. And while I could have seen, I could have seen Clint Eastwood or Jack Nicholson in that role. I think Paul Newman just walks away with it. But why did he say no? Do you remember why he said no? Yeah, because he hadn't done comedy. Well, other than one of the greatest. Well, remember any films of all time, Slapshot. But he didn't treat that like a comedy. I know, but it was. Right? I understand. But that's why he didn't think he could do comedy. We didn't laugh. He didn't. didn't. (laughs) During this one or Slapshot? Slapshot. We're going to lose our three viewers. Broad comedy. Right. Yeah. That's probably what it was. Yeah. So he he didn't want to do it. And and then. You're, You're skipping over one big. Plot point. What's the big plot? One big plot point. What's he holding in the poster? Oh, yeah. No, oh. for kids. Oh. For kids. <laughs> Wait, let me. I got it in my sneaker. Wait a minute. But what's he holding? <laughs> he keeps walking around. For kids. Yeah. The entire movie, <laughs> they make it. Tim Robbins' character walks around. What's going to make me? Right. You see this? This is going to make me. And it just looks like a circle to everyone. And he goes, you know, for kids. And everyone thinks he no. has completely... Oh, lo- wait. Oh, wait. Many- <laughs> oh. Wait. <That's> right. <laughs> he turns the Which is why they thought he was an idiot. <laughs> they thought exactly. He well, thought- it took him a couple of years to come up with the design. The right. It took a while. <laughs> yeah, it took him a while, which is <laughs> hilarious. Um. And so, and, and I love Jennifer Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. Other people were considered for this character that I couldn't have seen. Um, Bridget Fonda. Mm-hmm. And who else? Ellen Barkin. Jennifer Jason right. Lee didn't get the role. Ellen, Bar- Ellen Barkin, I could have seen pulling it off. Ellen Barkin could have pulled but, it off. Um, the other ones you said, like Jane Fonda, or no, Bridget Fonda, I could not And I love Bridget. I loved when Bridget Fonda was in movies, you know, but I, I just, Jennifer Jason Lee has that voice. Well, we'll talk about that. My bullets are on it. You know? <laughs> right. Funny. So. So, I mean, okay. Uh, any more before we jump in? Yes. Um, oh. We want to do our favorite. I can't wait one. to jump in, I guess. 
One of the things we like about this movie is the Cone Brothers have... What did you say? I said we just can't wait to jump in. We're very excited. That's all. You're a liar. You're a <laughs> no, I mean it. Liar. I'm very excited to jump in. <laughs> <laughs> you pronounce your last name incorrectly. Thank yes, you. Thank How do you. Wait? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you a question um, later off air. But, but they have really quick banter, and if you don't pay attention to it, you miss some of the jokes. Wait a second. It's like overlapping dialogue. Huh. Except it doesn't suck like that movie <laughs> we watched well, last week. Well, you haven't gotten to us yet. <laughs> I think she's right about that one. But but it's not it's not overlapping. Like um, Jim Trufrost who plays I don't even know if the Buzz. elevator operator Buzz, Buzz. right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was so good in The Wire. If you saw him <laughs> in that, he is hilarious in this. And we think they deliberately named the guy the, who, who headed the company wearing Hudsucker because it came up with a lot of these jokes. You know? Sidewalk. That's so, sidewalk is wearing Hudsucker. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> My name's Buzz. I got the fuzz and make the elevator do what she does. Hey, buddy, what takes 50 years to get up to the top floor and 30 seconds to get down? Wearing Hudsucker. You get it? <laughs> hey, buddy. That's that 1939 vibe down? right there. Wearing hot sucker. <laughs> 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 Mr. Stevens to number it's 37. It's 36. Take the stairs down. <laughs> and then when he invents, you know, he, he brings up his thing to uh yeah. to Norval and says, I invented this. And for a second you think, what the hell? And then it's the it's the scrinky. Which was a great invention. I know, but it's just hilarious. I just, I just love this movie. I think the banter's funny. I, you know, I didn't realize all these times we watched it that the guy who plays Smitty, the um, reporter, is um, Bruce Campbell. Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Well, yeah, was, exactly. This was written, co-written by Ethan and Joel and Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi, right? Writing, so he's Sam also Raimi. in. He's in the movie. Only in silhouette. As a silhouette. He's the one who comes up with the name Hula Hoop. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so we've all read IMDb before tonight. So. <laughs> no, I, I watched the movie. That's how I figured that out. Well, also, you can see oh, Sam Raimi very clearly. I, mean, I also read. I just used IMDb to confirm my theory. <laughs> you read what? I also read Roger Ebert. Shall we get to the Ebert corner? Oh, oh, well, Rojo, Rojo, did you, are you familiar with Ebert's review? Uh, no, but he probably hated it. Oh, well, hates I wouldn't say word, hate, Rojo. but two out of four. Whoa. Uh, two little creatures are perched on my shoulders, one whispering into each ear. One carries a pitchfork. The other has gossamer wings. They are dictating this review of the Hudsucker Proxy. Angel, this is the best-looking movie I've seen in years, a feast for the eyes and the imagination. <laughs> the art direction and set design are breathtaking, recreating the world of 1930s screwball comedies in which towering skyscrapers and vast boardrooms are playing fields for the ambition of corrupt executives, ambitious kids, unsung heroes, a lady, and lady newspaper reporters with nails as sharp as their wisecracks. The mm -hmm. devil... But the problem with the movie is that it's all surface and no substance. Not even the slightest attempt to ma is made to suggest that the film takes its own story seriously. Everything is style. The performance seemed deliberately angled as satire. Duh. 
Yeah, so um, <laughs> Ebert goes on back and forth like that, saying good things and then bad things, you know. Uh-huh. So and and the reviews two out of four, which is middle ground. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny. No, no, that's two's a bad. I think for him, mediocre is uh, two. You know, average is two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Uh, and we get it. We get. We've said for years. I think this is that a, you yeah. either love this movie or you hate this movie. You know. I mean, and I know you think hate's a strong word, but love's also a strong word, and we love this movie. So, um, but years ago, <laughs> probably twenty years ago, we lent it. <laughs> we lent it to our neighbors, and they brought it back that night, and they said. <laughs> We had this piece of crap on for 20 minutes, and it's the stupidest movie we've ever seen. Well, they made it through the first 20, though. Oh, but they, shut up. But they also were big horror fans and big things. Well, I mean, like, this is... A lot of different things. But we, we just think it's hilarious. It's funny. Sean, would you like to say anything about the film before we... I, I mean, we've been doing open discussion, basically. I but. probably liked it better when I first saw it, but I did... I still like it. You know, to me, it's just one, one thing that was bothering me this time is that it's set in 1958. It has to for the hula hoop. But mm-hmm. um, it's really 1930s. It's really 1930s, right. really 40s. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, it, and it bugs me. You know, but, I, and I, you know. Well, and not, it, it takes you out of the movie because you're looking at things going, okay, this is supposed to be 19th. I thought Depression era. That's what I thought, right? Which mm-hmm. is even earlier than 1938. Like. Because the guy's mm-hmm. jumping out the, the tower, all that stuff. Plus, you're looking at footage that is 1938. And yet, I know, because they start with the whole New Year's Eve, 1958, going to 1959. So, right away, you're on, you know, you're trying to get a handle on what's happening. Anyway, go ahead. See, I'm just younger than all you guys, so it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> See, we weren't around enough. You don't remember the 1940s like we did. Well, yeah, I wasn't actually. I'm a, I'm a Gen Xer. You know that. So I wasn't around. Oh, so I wasn't even around in 58. I'm a millennial. So I wasn't around in 58. So I, I'm I just saying from a, from a storytelling point of view, it was, dis, it was just confusing. That's all. Anyway, go ahead, Sean. So you sure. felt there was a story? Well, we'll get to that. Okay. Well, if I if I can go just a little more, you know, I there's a lot I liked. I really liked Buzzy. I I think the best scene is when he's being introduced in the um, mail room, you know, with his. It will not be repeated. You know, you cannot be paid without the you know the whole list of everything he has to do, and um, which is um, which is was fabulous. In fact, I think we used to share that at company meetings. You know, <laughs> so um, that's and, Richard Schaefer, the guy, the, the mailroom guy. Is that his name? The yeah. guy was in West Wing. Richard the guy that gets torn Richard in Jurassic Schaefer. Park. Jurassic Park Two. He's the one that gets ripped in half. Oh, the guy who played Toby on West Wing. Yeah, that guy. That yeah. Was, yeah. What's his name? That was him, Richard yeah. Schiff. Richard Schiff. Schiff. I'm sorry, Schiff. That that was the mailroom head. Yeah, the guy screaming at him. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't you say it was it was somebody else? Because there was a couple people listed as Screamer. Yeah, and the one who was yelling right next to him was not Richard Schiff. It was oh, okay, him. I thought that was him. Um, oh, yeah. But but I love uh, that's another scene that is just really funny because he's walking and you know and and Tim Robbins is like, you know, I don't know what's going on, and he's saying, and if they do that, they duck ya, and if you don't do this. They duck you. And then when they take 30 seconds for a moment of silence for wearing Hudsucker, they said, 
and note that that will be taken off of your paycheck. (laughs) Well, see, my problem is, is that um, maybe I'm judging it too harshly, but it really drops the narrative thread now and then it goes into like montages Mm -hmm. and it's like, it's hard to take this relationship seriously between Jennifer Jason Lee and Tim Robbins because they like don't care about there's long portions of the movie where they don't care about it. You know, it's yeah. like suddenly he's dating other girls, but you don't <laughs> it, they don't play that in with oh, how don't. she's reacting to it until the very end. You know, it's sort yeah. of like she's absent during that whole period of his quote unquote success. She just comes to ground him later, which means which to me makes her less of a real character and more of a plot device. That's because she resigned immediately. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they all like Plot driven. I mean, I mean, they're all out there. Which, which, who's the grounded character in the movie? Well, you could say the same thing about Raising Arizona too. Well, like well, well, those people were all there. That, so. That's why. Okay, I'm glad you brought that movie up. But okay, you know, it's so, the I mean, same. They, it's, they it's are entitled, but it's like I don't care about the couple. You know, right. I, well, but there are always weird things in Coen Brothers movies. For example, in this one, when wearing Hudsucker prevents. Norval from dying, you know, while first Moses sticks the broom in the clock and prevents him. And then when, when the, when the, you know, um, in fact, when we're watching it over the week, I was thinking when the, when he comes down as an angel, I'm thinking, Oh my God, this is so hokey, but I didn't care, you know, because with the hula hoop halo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, The hula hoop halo. Yeah, it was. That's what it was. It kept vibrating. The latest thing up here. But see, none of that bothered me that it was, you know, yeah, the plot did jump all over the place. It's just that it was so over the top. But, it, but the way they do it, just, I don't know, it just, it just tickled us, the, the way they do it. And the, the, the gross exaggeration of everything and just the really, just the way they, the camera angles and stuff is just really kind of. Exactly. Well, that's all production design there. Which yeah. Is, we'll get into that yeah. too. Goldberg liked the production design. Yeah. How could you not? But, yeah. okay, John, how about yourself? Um, well, let me start with this. Uh, you got 20 seconds. I find it deliciously ironic (laughs) that the film that Wojo chose is a tribute to Howard Hawks, Frank Capra, and all the directors of the 30s with overlapping dialogue. Strong women. Jennifer Jason Leigh basically being Rosalind Russell and his girl Friday. So... (laughs) I think that's so ironic, but I will tell you, I'm of two minds of this movie. Uh, I, I, this is only the second time I've seen it mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful film. The way mm-hmm. it's filmed, Roger the Deacon. interiors, the exteriors, it is absolutely a gorgeous film to watch. Mm-hmm. I really like Jennifer Jason Leigh in this because they were trying to achieve those screwball economy comedies of the thirties. She did achieve she it. absolutely nailed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, <laughs> I just thought it was it was boring. I just found it boring. <laughs> I know. I, and you know what? It's and this is this is how I judge if it's boring. There were there were parts of it where I just kind of phased out and then came back to it. And mm-hmm. and the other thing, and I phased say this, out mean what? You dropped lid or you? Well, were... I didn't drop lid, but I definitely okay. it it felt like I, just for a second I missed something, and I'm going, okay. what just happened? And that's I think fair. that's what, maybe I did. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't do that movie. And the Maybe other thing, I've been to a coma. I don't the know. other thing I judge, and I say this every time we do this, I judge a movie on if it comes on, will I watch it? That if seems it to be. You say that on, yeah. I would not watch this again. There are scenes in it that I really like, and if I caught a certain scene, 
Mm-hmm. then I think I would sit through the scene. But I, mm-hmm. I couldn't watch this movie start to finish again. And I'm not going to say I, I didn't hate it mm-hmm. because I, I because there were – No, I understand that. Yeah, there were things in it that I really liked. I mean, like, even the camera work and all that. It, it's a Coen Brothers movie, so of course it's going to be visually great. Um, mm-hmm. But And Paul Newman can read the phone book, and I'm going to like that. <laughs> you know? So uh, so that's that's kind of how I felt about it. And I really – because when I saw it a long time ago, I think I liked it more than I do now. Uh, and I really wanted to like it, but I was like, it, it just, it was just going nowhere. And the ending, was it the devil and, and, and God, the whole thing there? I didn't quite get that. What did that mean? Um, so that's kind of how I felt. You guys about think it. I, too much sometimes. Well, I didn't hate it. I just want you to know, I did not hate it. But I was of two minds watching it. Because I'm going, wow, this is a really neat looking movie. But what the hell are they doing? <laughs> and Ralph. Ralph, uh, the elevator operator, you know what he reminded me of? reminded me of the co-pilot in The Thing. You know how you kept doing, hey, Cap, we got to go. Tell that's, I, I could have hey, acted hey, in this buddy, movie. What are you doing, buddy? We got to go, buddy. I'm like, oh, my God. This I, is was the elevator op- I was the elevator yeah, operator. This was funny, and that wasn't. Well, again, funny is relative. It oh, is. Yeah, yeah it is. it's. The thing wasn't supposed to be funny. It just was. <laughs> and this was supposed to be funny, and it partially was, not completely. In my opinion. My Are turn? jumping yeah. over to Ralph now? No, yeah. no, no, no. My turn. I said no. my piece. No, I'm not going to hate on it. I didn't love it. I kind of fell asleep through a lot of it. Um, and <laughs> that might have been Ralph, just... Ralph, driving Ralph, while you watched it. If I'm not it. mistaken, we talked before we got on the broadcast. Right. Didn't, didn't you re-watch it today? Yes. Because you missed a big chunk of it from... Yeah, Slick. there's a chunk I missed. Um, <laughs> when he was, I just want to make sure that gets out there. I've yeah, watched the home... The I, reason you guys are falling asleep is because you're old. <laughs> that may be. That may that be. could be true. It I'm could be a lot of alcohol too. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'm a Coen Brothers fan. I'm not a super fan. So I like all the yeah. Coen Brothers um, that are grounded in some sort of reality, except for Raising Arizona, which is just stands on. You don't own. like Raising Arizona? Well, no, no, no. I love Raising Arizona. Oh, okay. But that's okay. not gra- that's not grounded in any kind of reality. That's classical no. like no, this one no. is, right? Miller's Crossing, Blood Simple. Uh, Fargo, I like. I never saw Hudsucker Proxy. I never saw Irreconcilable Differences. There's a bunch of Coen like Brother it. movies Did I have see, not seen. Did you see Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Did not see that. That was good. Again, oh. I'm not a big. That's, that has to do with the music thing. I'm not a big music yeah. fan. I didn't even uh, see. It took me a long time to see. Um, a music. I don't like songs and things. It wasn't really a music. I loved it I things think, with notes. They did True Grit, right, with Jeff Bridges. I think that, that was, was good. That was Coen Brothers original. Um, I didn't see um, old, co- uh, new, uh, old Country for New Men. What is that? What's the name of that movie? Country for New Men. It took no me a while country. to see that one. Men, in my opinion, that's their best movie. I don't, it's, I don't think it's their best, you, you but think it's... think that's I, their best listen, movie? I love I Miller's Father. No Country for Old Men? Awesome. We, we turned No Country for Old Men off only because it was getting so violent. Yeah, it, that's... That's partly. And, and I, you know, I watch violent things, but there are certain things I just get to the. And it could have been the time frame we're watching it. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, because that's happened to us before. I'll watch. Well, that's a that's a tough movie to watch, but it's it's well done. And it took me a long time to see The Big Lebowski. I didn't dive into that right away, and love mm-hmm. that movie too. So mm-hmm. I had never seen this one. It's funny coming off the thing to see them try to do what the thing did naturally, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, Roger Ebert hit, it, hit the nail on the head. It's all style over substance, right? 
the set yeah. design, like the, the, the production manager of this movie, I think won an Oscar for some other Coen brother movie he did. I forget yeah. which one. It's all visually stunning. You're watching this movie, the scenes where he's being chased down the alleys and they're shooting the back alley stuff, all the stuff they're doing with skyline, Mm-hmm. gorgeous but but again like roger ebert said on the tv show you're looking at all that and there's nothing else happening in the movie that's keeping keeping it rolling like you said no uh, the story's kind of minimal what's going on yeah and they get into the hula hoop thing which is a funny and you know he ends up with the frisbee and all that i thought that was every time he showed the plans he sees a circle this way then vertically and horizontally it's just a line yeah. <laughs> right i mean some great ideas Aerial and you can view. tell that Hilarious. these guys Did but i didn't know disclaimer? here's my question writers yeah. you two writers i don't know brad i don't know if you write john I, you, no i'm not a writer i know no, sean and Rojo for sure about are they, what are they trying to was there any message here about business stocks Relation. What's the message that I should take out of this movie? What 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 did I learn? To your youthful ambition. That's that's the film. I guess so. Doesn't he become? No, who becomes president at the end? Is it him? Yes. Yes. Norval's president because he's the president of the company. Yeah. He looks at the letter in his in his. Okay. And then. And he got all the stocks. He got all the stocks. Right. Yeah. Eighty-five percent. So it's capitalism. Woo! That's what this movie's well, about. Well, no, it's about failing and coming back. Okay. And being falling crazy. and coming back. No, yeah, right. No exactly. failing. Literally. Falling. Literally falling. Yeah. I yeah. also I like you, That was the thing that made me laugh the most was when he was reading the note to, from um, Waring to um, Sid, and he kept saying fa- falling instead of yeah. failing. Except failing. he said failing instead of yeah, falling. Like falling. He says and he kept correcting him. No, falling. <laughs> uh, my favorite, I mean, I loved Jennifer. I Jason love the Lee. elevator guy. I, I thought she... She she's a good actress in whatever she does. She was Who? Jennifer Jason Leigh. She had that 1930s for the vicious circle. You what? You didn't see Mrs. Parker in the vicious. Circle. No, I did not. Oh, I hated her in that. That was her next movie. No, really. I, I so wanted to film see that film because I love Dorothy Parker uh-huh. and I love the Inconquin Round Table. Just things I've read about it. And it was so underplayed. It was such a huge. Well, she's a, you know she's a hit or miss all the time. She's um you know. She's done a lot of great stuff, and she—I thought she was wonderful in this movie. I liked the little. No, she was great. And well, of course, like the, you mentioned, Bruce Campbell's in there. You know, all the so you had the Sam Remy regulars in there. Ready. Smitty, you had um, who? She John, smacks uh, him. She smacks Smitty when he calls her a guy. John Mahoney. John Mahoney. As the chief. Yeah. John Mahoney. You've got uh, John Goodman was in there. I did. Where was John? Where John, was John Goodman was the narrator of the uh, newsreel footage. Oh, the newsreel. That's. Oh, I did not get that. that. You did that beforehand. Yeah, yeah. Steve, and he does a great job. Steve Buscemi's in there in the in the yeah. speakeasy. Right. right. He's yeah. uh, in the beatnik bar. The beatnik bar. Speakeasy with a beatnik bar. Yeah. Anyway, so that <laughs> that kept it interesting. And and Tim Robbins, the one the one thing I the one thing the only out loud laugh I did was when she he says, "I want to take you to the King and I." And she smacks him across the face, and he said, "What was, was it? Oklahoma." Oklahoma. That's I, I, I laughed it loud. I turned to Debbie too. I <laughs> That's the only time I laughed in the movie. Um, and they're all, you know, they're they're all doing a good job. I understand. Did you even laugh about the buzz thing. Hey, buddy. <laughs> no, to me, that's like the guy in the thing. Same thing. It's that. It's oh, that fake, like. And I knew they were, but again, he's in a 1938 movie. That's what he's doing. Yeah. That whole shtick. Yeah. So. And even the paper boys and all the people outside selling newspapers. So I think they were trying to do a lot of stuff. They were trying to be nostalgic about a a time in film. 
why they, I know they chose 1958 because of the hula hoop, right? Mm-hmm. So that had to be the start. And because Sam Raimi came up with the name in the movie, that was probably a big thing for him. Now, I have one little weird cross-reference to a Tarantino movie, okay? Okay. Um, that Jennifer Jason Leigh was in. Leigh was in uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah. Paul Newman kept calling the hula hoop a dingus. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. And then Samuel L. Jackson has this whole speech in that movie about his dingus. Yeah. And it's just a little <laughs> cross-pollination between these two movies. <laughs> and I don't, know, you have a ding- I don't know why I kept doing that, but anyway. So I didn't hate the movie – I didn't like the movie. I slept a little bit through it. I watched it all again. Like I woke up in the middle of that. He's dancing with that woman in the white. white I have to admit that part was that was weird. Very odd. And I That's thought it was weird. when I was watching it last that night. I couldn't figure out. Like, did you notice who that girl was? It wasn't Jennifer Jason Lee. So that girl was confused. That Buzz was with was that? No, no, that's that's was that, that woman who ended up doing that. Was Anna Nicole Smith? Anna Nicole Smith was playing Zaza. Zaza yeah. was that yeah. her name? Zaza Gabor. Oh, but no, that was that was they were calling her Zaza. different. Yeah. So last night I had to rewatch it today because I was like, "What was going on there?" And it wasn't her. I have no idea where that came from. Yeah, Why that was, was there? That uh, was weird. But you see that kind of stuff in Coen Brothers movies a lot. I understand. I get oh, yeah. again. So like I, I said, for me, they're they're hit or miss with the uh-huh. Coen Brothers. Did and, you like uh-huh. Paul Newman in this role? Yeah, but it wasn't like it. He wasn't that funny. I didn't find it that amusing. Oh him. my god! I thought he <laughs> was. I thought he was hilarious. <laughs> What was don't he talk, doing? That was don't talk to any of these people. He's, he's Wait a minute. getting a massage in the boardroom. I that, the the oh, situations man. he was in were funny. I didn't find him particularly a riot. I mean, the whole oh. bo- that whole boardroom well, is designed. You talk about characters' faces, Sean. You always talk about faces in movies. Yeah. That whole boardroom is all weird-looking people with eyebrows that are going up like oh, that. that guy. That, just the one guy. That hits the plexiglass at the end. Plexiglass. Okay, that was fun. <laughs> you know when to stop. I saw that coming a mile away, by the way. But, yeah. um, so what? Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying. This is, this is a Maybe funny. I'm too cynical a viewer. You know, after yeah, the thing and then this one, I'm a little, uh, you know, I need a little reality again. Let's go. Well, you know what I think it is? I think sometimes... We just like stuff for no particular reason. For example, I would defend this movie. I would tell people, this is such a great movie. And I mean it. I love it. Every time we watch it, we laugh hysterically. But, and and in all seriousness, over a year ago when we did Slapshot, and I'm not bringing it up to poke the bear, okay? But Ralph and John, you both like Slapshot. And no, you- no. Love Slapshot. Loved. Okay, oh, yeah, so yeah, you yeah. love it. <laughs> I honestly, and I don't know if Ralph and Sean remember this, I literally did fall asleep during that movie. <laughs> and I swear, and it's not its not a dig to you guys. It's not a dig to yourself. You can just fall asleep in any movie you want. It doesn't affect it as a ding. Not one bit. I, do I will say my wife was very tired. She wasn't sure whether she was going to watch this movie. And she watched the Winston narration began and all. She's like, oh, we got to watch this. Cause she missed like the first bit of it and she's like started over again. So, um, uh-huh. and she didn't complain that I got it for two ninety nine on Amazon. <laughs> and she liked it. 
We own it. Yeah, she really liked it. <laughs> you own it? You have this? You can watch it anytime oh we want. Oh, my God. And we owned it previously on VHS. Oh, my God. We it on DVD. Was it out on Laserdisc? I think Ralph would like it if it were Ralph on Laserdisc. No, I, I chose to not buy this one. So is yes, there this any, is on Laserdisc. Do they have any supplemental material on the DVD? Because I was, uh, you know, when I do these, I, I look up a lot of different resources. And there was like nothing on this movie. Why don't you come by and say why you like the film, just for a guess. Uh, uh, only it was on Internet Movie Database. That was it. Usually on YouTube, you can find documentaries and stuff. Yeah, there's not much about it. Because it didn't, I don't think it, I think it, it bombed at the it, box it, office. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it did well. Because yeah, yeah. we didn't, you know well, where we 94 saw was a pretty big year, too. It had four. 94 and, was huge. I think Pulp Fiction came out that year. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Debbie. Debbie's making a little guest pick, appears to say why she liked this movie. I love this movie. Oh, oh she didn't even like it. She oh, loved it. <laughs> All right, you got 12 seconds. Go. The opening shot. When you first see the snowstorm in New York City, yeah, pretty. You feel like you, and it gradually opened, 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 and you go closer into the city, into the specific building, the Hudsucker Building. But it uh-huh. was magical because I, I grew up in Ohio, and uh, so many cold winter nights, you know, you see that snow coming down just like that, and it takes you back into a place in time of Christmas. You know? Okay, but but how'd you like the movie? Loved it. I mean, that shot you're talking about, you could actually see snow on I the rooftops of those like buildings. so much like Catherine Hepburn, her style, her, right. the way she was. She, she, you know, must have studied her or something. And Absolutely. That voice she had was Catherine Hepburn. <laughs> right? Yeah. All that overlapping dialogue. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I just loved it. I have to say, it was not so overlapping. It was... It was uh, right afterwards. The time, yeah, yeah. Bam, bam, bam. it was, it was fast. Like, boom, 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 boom. It was boom, boom, and yeah. I know bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Not nearly as natural as no woman likes boom, boom, boom as much as Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's- Where's the coffee pot from last? <sighs> oh, I got, I got my. Oh, <laughs> no. Well, there might be a Here little. We go again. <laughs> but you know where we found out about this movie, and this is what makes me okay. Here's where I'm going to wax nostalgic. I, yeah, this I is this. why I miss um, Cranbrook Video. Oh, okay. Um, when there used That's to be cool. independent little video stores, you know, not the big blockbuster. There was one um, um, called Cranbrook Video over on Walter Boulevard in a strip mall. And everyone who worked there was required to be a movie lover. And these people, everyone you talked with there loved movies. They would talk as much about them. That's where we saw stuff like The Spanish Prisoner with Steve Martin. We saw Murder of Crows with Cuba Gooding Jr., which was which is good. We Again, we like it. Not real well known. Arlington Road, which has Jeff, Tim Br- Robbins. Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins, where Tim Robbins plays a really bad guy, you know? Well, yeah. and, and they suggested this. And so... And the thing was that if they suggested it and you really hated it, because they'd ask you when you came, when you brought it back, um, if you really hated it, they would refund it and let you get another movie, you know? So they would, but they introduced us to so many things we never would have discovered. And that's one of the things I miss about not having movie rental places anymore. Because you can go on the internet, but my God, sometimes it's the Wild West and everybody's just yelling about everything. And I just like to 
you know, talk to people and say, hey, what movies do you like? What have you seen that no one else has? And we might like it, we might not, but at least it opens us up to different things. I have a suggestion, <clears throat> or you could go to a podcast or a video podcast or whatever and you know, <laughs> see what those people are saying. <laughs> just a suggestion. Uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to ratchet back just a little bit. You mentioned movies that everybody hated that someone, you know, that's how I felt about The Counselor, which nobody likes. Nobody likes. And I, I just. We got to get that review up eventually. We, we, uh, but it's. I, Was that the one with. Um, we went through this. You were on the. You were on the podcast. Wasn't that the scene? The one with the. With um. <laughs> directed by Ridley Scott. Not Charlize Theron. What's her no, name? Uh, Carmen Diaz. Diaz. Yes, oh, she has sex with a, She has movie. sex with a Lamborghini. That that movie. I hated that. I hated that movie. Yeah, I know everybody does except me. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I understand. Like this one, I I have no memory of this when it came out. Like I said, Coen Brother movies are hit and miss. This one. Never even well, crossed my again. We didn't know. We when didn't it came know out. when it yeah. came. Out. it was. And remember, this this was yeah. right after he did Shawshank Redemption. So yeah. he was, he was right, on the heels of that movie that year too. Yeah, that was the big that year. That kind of got lost in the shuffle. Which one? No, I was just saying ninety ninety four was a big year. It had Shawshank Redemption, Forrest Gump, uh, big year ninety four. It had all the big, a lot of big blockbusters. Yeah, yeah. Kinda so it's in the middle of all that. that. And you know, like yeah, I said, Coen Brothers movies are. And we saw a lot of movies. We used to see a lot of movies. You know, we always joke when we were dating, we went out to the movies all the time, you know? And um, we had seen a lot of the blockbusters that year, but we we didn't see... I don't even remember this being out. It was at the Valley Center in Reisterstown. Oh, was it? <laughs> That's where I saw it, I believe. <laughs> um, I can't believe it did very well in, on, in the box office. Yeah. Uh, because yeah. I just, it just, it's too, it's too niche. It's too, um, oh, it I, is. like, yeah. and let the, and like joke. Debbie was saying, it's a hundred percent. The production value in this movie is insane. Beautiful. All the stuff down. And when they're inventing it, the stuff up at the clock, the clock gears and all that stuff oh, that mm-hmm. happens up there. Mm-hmm. Even the, the, uh, the table, the conference room table. Oh yeah, the one. Oh, yeah. gorgeous, it's beautiful stuff. So, but again, without a good story, it's kind of hard to keep people. It's like it's like um, Airplane was a great movie, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But when they did it on TV, when they did that, uh, the um, Police Squad, Police Squad, it didn't have the same impact because you couldn't like y- too many jokes, too many things were happening. And people couldn't get into this it. Like, no, we like Police Squad. I love. Listen, Police I'm Squad. Not, is, I, brilliant. Have on, we have that on DVD tape. too. I have two laser discs. Yeah. I got both of those. Uh, I'm only saying, but that didn't last long because people just nah. couldn't keep up with what's going on. And this is yeah. the same thing. I think if you're into the the kind of movies that they're mimicking, and and, and mm-hmm. they're and they're paying an homage to, and Jennifer Jason Leigh was definitely doing an homage to. to Russell and Russell, right? Mm-hmm. And the whole the way that the way um, John Mahoney's talking, like the editor of the paper, and yeah. Bruce Campbell as the, the slick back reporter. Have a breakfast, right? <laughs> I mean, and Buzz, of course, Buzz the elevator guy. That he he nailed that stuff. So I mean, but I just from a like story point of view, it didn't go anywhere for me. It just kind of pilot and, from the thing, yeah. And that whole beautiful scene where that kid picks up the the hula hoop the first yeah. time and he's spinning mm-hmm. it on the sidewalk. Actually, the first beautiful. scene where where the uh, the newspaper followed. Yes. That scene yes. sticks I on really his leg. And it and just well, and that leg. Was, you know what that reminded me of? I said to Brad, movie of that year for Gump. The Feather. feather. Yeah, with the you feather. know, and yeah. I thought, was that the in thing at the time? 
You yeah, know? Well, that was smart because that is that whole with the newspaper thing established the um, magical realism of the thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. The nature of it. So that was yeah. That's a good that point. Good. You know, you have to walk into this and just go for it. Just just let it you take have you to where suspend it's... your 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 thoughts of reality. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I when couldn't the guy... do it. <laughs> and I listen. I like. I like. There's, there's certain movies that have that feel, and you know, I go for it. But this one just didn't. I thought they were trying too hard. I think that's just. It was just too over the top for me for all the. You just have no taste. No. That could be. That could be, and you know, the counselor probably proved that. But um, <laughs> doesn't mean I'm not going to watch it all the time. Um, so well, that's yeah. the thing, and it makes me wonder with the judgments that we make on movies. You know, it, it can depend on what, like I said before, when we saw it, the time in our lives when we saw it, what was going on in our lives when we saw it. Um, uh, you know, where we were brought up, how we were raised, what of course. I mean, that's you know, everything. we like right. all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And that's what I find interesting when we have these conversations because we come at it from a different thing. And I don't, I don't mean this like, I don't care if you guys don't like, it doesn't bother me if you don't like it. Honestly, if we all liked everything, this would be, it would be a boring podcast. It would be awful. You, know? <laughs> no, you mean it would be more boring. Yeah. <laughs> we can say things like that. We're more than less than zero. No one listens after ten minutes anyway. It doesn't. Right, we're done. Um, yeah. I so, wish yeah. I was... Of course. I mean, does it sound like we don't respect anybody's opinion? I, I think we re- kind of respect everyone's opinion. No, no, I think we do. Well, no. Look, yeah, I said, exactly. I said, I'm minds about this. You, Roger, you said about my movie, it sucked. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I you know what I mean? That. That's an honest it's opinion. It's not a nuanced yeah. critique. No, you know, but it's, your opinion of it sucks. She just said the movie sucks. <laughs> right. Exactly. I didn't you know, I'm so backward. He keeps trying to get me to come out of my shell and yeah. see yeah. Feel, And it's just but difficult for me. I just look at a movie like this and I'm going, you know what? It's it's copying movies from the 30s. So why not watch the movies from the 30s that do this? Wow. Well, okay. Oh, this is not there's so many great movies. Oh, it's funny to make fun right. because it's it's, an homage. The thing. it's making fun of them. Well, it's interesting. Uh, no, it's not making fun of them. I don't agree. No, with it's that. no, it's paying tribute to them. Yeah, no, it's, it's not making fun yeah, at all. No, you're right. I think no. it's kind of both. You know, I don't mean making fun of in a wrong way. Don't give me that stink face, Ralph. <laughs> <laughs> no, my kid just said something. That yeah, has nothing to do with you. Sure. Uh-huh. Yeah, really? I don't understand what you mean making fun what of what i mean is set <laughs> it up so that things are so over the top okay they're so so over the top jennifer jason lee and they've all got that voice and then the editor comes in and he's like that and actually jk simmons played a similar kind of editor in one of the spider-man movies yeah. Um, yeah. so i think it, it directed by sam raimi and it also shows at least for me, the absurdity of some of that stuff, because it's hilarious. You know, I'm not talking in a pejorative sense. I'm not saying they're making fun of, like, like the bully on the playground. What I'm saying is they're, maybe I should say it as, no, they're, they're, no, they're, they're, they're funny of that. fondly remembering it. They're not, I don't, I never would consider that, and I don't think you're saying they were making fun of it to be nasty. You were just saying they're, no, they're they're paying tribute they're to it. They're having fun. Right, right. Well, look at her right. name. It's Amy Archer, sort of like a, a uh, army archer. Nice alliteration. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, it's it's definitely, and I wish um, 
I wish I had done my research because I, I, I kept track of every movie I saw and I had at least a star rating for them. I wish I had kept it. I'm curious to see what I felt about it. I probably gave it three, three to three and a half stars when I first saw it. Out of what? Five or ten? Out of four. Oh, out of four? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Out of ten. You're over the top. The fact that it's so over the top right away puts you in the mindset, you're not supposed to take this seriously in my head. It, it's it's meant to be kind of a a mocking or, or make you know kind of playing fun with you know with the old the old movies. Well, you know, I, I'm bringing up Princess Bride is a perfect example of magical, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But yeah. that was that was based in a story that that took you from beginning to end, right? Right. right. This one again, back to style over substance. Yes, great style, but it just didn't quite break through with the story. It just was thin. There was no story there. Right, your relationship with the the with Jennifer Jason Lee and and Tim Robbins was hardly there. Suddenly they're in love at the end, but she's slapping him, and she you know he's dating Zaga Gaga whatever her name is Zaza Zaza in the middle I of this. It's like, though, because just throwing watched, everything around. Here's the thing: if you've seen it a bazillion times like we have, <laughs> um, <laughs> you see throughout the movie how there are times where he's saying stuff and she's going after him at first, and then she writes an article well, about. She, him. Right. She falls and, in love with him in and two scenes. And you can see her feeling bad about it. You right. know what I mean? So it's, I, I don't know. I, I kind of disagree with that. But I, you know, but it's not a big love story. And it's not The Princess Bride. And it's not meant to be The Princess Bride. I'm not, no, I was just suggesting a, a movie that has sort of fa- fanciful scenes. And it's well, you know, produced or production value. Magical. Mm-hmm. What was the line you used? What's you know the magic? most magical realism, but yeah. you know the thing that's most magical about this film and the most unbelievable is that Anna Nicole Smith was in a Coen Brothers film. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was surprising movie. to see her, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. You know? <laughs> yeah. Good, too. Weird. She was really good. Yeah. Well, she had two scenes, right? Yeah, but they were brilliant. It was good. She had, like, five lines. The only reason yeah. she was good is because she had big boobs and they showed them. Okay, okay. I got a couple of, like, okay. I was listening to the line reading. Plot questions, okay? I know why Buzz hits him. Buzz hits him at that, um, with with Zaza, because he right. fired him. There was a Swedish no, guy. Who, who no, was the guy that no, punched him? Sydney told him that nar- uh, that, that he nor- stole the stole the, he stole the idea right. okay the why did the, why the swedish guy punch him in the christmas party because he lost so much money on the stock oh yeah. he was on the stockholders yeah. cuz he said yeah. something in swedish that had to have been dirty or something his wife screamed oh, oh, right. yeah did <laughs> we all watch the same freaking movie we did but again <laughs> i might have just you know rubbing my eyes at that no, point he, i don't know he's not okay. an offer at that point so he said something nasty in Swedish. Yeah. Movie. Mm. He didn't think he was saying something nasty, but the woman, remember the woman screamed as soon as he said right. it. Ah! Now was Tim, was, was his character actually an imbecile or was he actually smart? He, he was naive. He was not an imbecile. He was naive. I would agree. He was from Muncie, Indiana. Go. Right. <laughs> oh, Eagles. I like with that. Now that I thought was funny when he's singing the Muncie fight song. Right. Along with him. Right. Yeah. M- Muncie. Yeah. You know, that, I thought that was funny. <laughs> and, and she's trying to follow him. Yeah. When uh, you're from the same small town and you go to the big city, there's right. a lot of stuff. Yeah, but she didn't come from that town. 
But she told him. But she was yeah, she lied. She lied. She lied to get in. I go there every year. Every year. Every year. Well, if I like it this year, I will. You're a nutsy. You know, it's funny. I never lived in L.A., but I hear from, you know, Baltimoreans who go to L.A. Everyone from Baltimore and L.A. hangs in the movie business, hangs out together. Mm-hmm. So, I'm sure. Yeah. Sure. Whether you liked each other or not or in Baltimore, you, you hang out with them. I can yeah. see that. Close yeah. group. Well, he was the love story. He was in love with her because of that bond. You know, that then, why did he, then why did he go out with Zaza? That was after she. Well, he became he became well, rich and famous and a jerk. Right. He turned into a jerk. Yeah, That's he turned into a jerk for don't sure. See her reason. reaction to it. I mean, we oh, don't until the she end. She had to fall in love with because she kind of betrayed him in the paper. Right, so, right. But he you know, didn't know that. At he first. didn't know that till later on. No, but she knew it. She felt yeah. guilty, and there's nothing. Let's see, we're we're creating more story than they did. It's me. Oh my <laughs> God! You're so cynical. What did you say? You're so cynical. You're creating oh more God. story than they did. Oh, well, see. <laughs> All right. God. There we go. Anybody else have anything else you want to add before we rate this puppy? I'm going to be thinking about this movie all week now. <laughs> you are you know, not. I, I am the too. IMDb, I am. There was a character I thought was J.K. Simmons. But he is not in this movie. No, no, J.K. No. is not in the movie. I didn't think there was, was a character that was only in there briefly. I'm like, is that J.K. Simmons? You know, but it no, wasn't. it wasn't. No, he wasn't. Um, yeah, but, there were a lot of people walking in and out of this thing that could have been characters in a bunch of movies. I think, but the fact that you got so many great character actors in small roles shows you how hot the Coen Brothers were. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, by that time, what did '94? So they had done. So they use a, and they use the same troop of actors, right? Isn't yeah. that what they do? Even in small yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. So so here's how bad the movie tanked. Okay, um, the budget, the estimated budget, forty million dollars. Oh my god! Look at the wow, budget. huge for them. Opening weekend in the United States, it brought in one hundred four thousand four hundred and ninety. <laughs> that much? The cumulative <laughs> worldwide gross. Two million eight hundred and sixty. Oh, well, that's when they brought it to the drive-in. Bomb. The entire plane was driving. They didn't have to worry. Yeah, it didn't even go out. Yeah. <laughs> no, I tell you what, Barton Fink was awesome. About thirty-seven million dollars. I still love this movie. I don't. I'll tell you, I would. I I didn't see this in the movies. I would like uh-huh. to see it just for the visuals on the big screen. Yeah. I would like. Yeah. To see that. I don't know if yeah. I'd stay awake through the whole thing, but I would like the visual. Well, we you have a giant. Well, you watch it on your giant screen. No, no, screen. this is only that's only uh, ninety-four uh, inches. A hundred. Oh, only a hundred inches. Okay. Is size really that important? Um, yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I, hope, I mean, for you know the screen. Are yeah. we are we watching the counselor again? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> so, no. Is this before or after no. Barton Fink? No. This was their wait a minute. This was their next no. film after Barton Fink. Okay. This was after was Barton Fink. I'm going to confess, yes. I've never seen Barton Fink. You got to see. Barton. I didn't, I didn't like Barton, Barton Fink. Fink. But then, but then, listen to the next three films. Fargo was the next one. Big Lebowski. Oh, brother, where art thou? Yeah. And then they went into the bad period. I wouldn't say bad period, but it's like the man who wasn't there. No. Intolerable cruelty. That's the one. The lady killers. Hmm. You know, then No Country for Old Men was, you know, in my opinion, their best film. So, 
Why is that their best? Yeah, what, I know. What, what, what is about that one? Uh, I, I, I think we should save that. If we're we'll going to save that, that. I bring that one in. Okay. Oh, uh, no, I can't watch okay. that. I'm going to do a blog soon by five favorite Coen Brothers films. I should just rank them all because they really didn't have, have that many films. But um, I think in addition, in addition to critiquing a movie next week, I think we should each give our list for our top five favorite films. Oh, wow. I Can't think we should do, do that. Of all time? You have to, if you had to. Or pick pick each category, horror, comedy. I think that would be interesting. That well, I'm goes against our brand. My top 100 films, but it's taking me so long. Top 100? Yeah. I'm uh, we won't get past eight minutes, my friend. I, I can never pick that kind of <laughs> I couldn't even do five, I don't think. You couldn't do five? I well, mean, well. yeah, I just don't want, I don't like to do that. I, I don't know. Oh, because why? You're because it's too hard. It's difficult. Would be next. <laughs> no, it'd be no, the cap shot's not. Guys, the counselor. <laughs> slap shot. <laughs> slap shot again. And Xanadu. And slap shot. Xanadu, slap shot. Uh, hey, no, Xanadu no, was I think, a good soundtrack. Yeah, I'm you guys are just being movie. funny. Do it, do it like a 1930s movie, movie, then. Do what like a 1930s <laughs> movie? My list. Go ahead. 1930s movie. John, go. Scene. Oh, you're just not doing it for me. I don't, I don't, what do you want me to, uh, my favorite movie of all time, I'll tell you what it is, buddy, I'll tell you what my favorite movie is. There you go. Jaws is number one, I gotta tell you, I love Jaws, I love Jaws, what a great movie, I love it, it's about a fish in the water, I love it. What I'm shot, great movie, hockey, comedy, great, buddy, I love it. Boom. All right, you're gonna get caught. <laughs> all right, let's rate this puppy. Sean. That was worth the whole <laughs> Sean, what's your rating, yippee-ki-yay or yippee-ki-nay? Well... I liked it better when it came out, but I still enjoyed it. It made me laugh, you know. So I'm going to go yippee ki yay. And I think my yippee ki yay yay yay. Wow, boy, oh boy, we got too easy. Uh, John? Um, <laughs> I have to use what Chris used that one time yippee ki meh. You know? <laughs> no, that, was me. that was me, actually. I but... did not like it, but I certainly yeah. didn't love it. So I'm right in the middle of it. Right. Well, Joe, and. How about you? Well, you know what? I'm, I'm last. Yippee-ki-yay! Yippee-ki-yay! Yeah. Yippee Brad and you. Okay. I say yippee-ki-nay. Okay. Now, not great, didn't hate. That's the only thing. I'm going to use that for a little bit. Not, not great, great hate. didn't hate. But it's still, I wouldn't recommend this to say you got to see this movie as a Coen Brothers movie. I would only recommend this to somebody who's into the Coen Brothers or something. You know, we we are very them. careful. Yeah. Yeah. first fiasco yeah. with our neighbors. This is not one I'd recommend to everybody. We are very careful about... I didn't know whether Debbie would like it. Yeah, it would be tough to recommend because it's it's it, it, it like you said at the beginning. You're either going to love this one or you're or not going to like it at all. Yeah. I said that when we were watching this. I said I said there's going to be people no here who just can't stand it. Or for yeah. The part. yeah, I mean, I know you know you guys said well it wasn't bad, it wasn't great, you know, but. But usually, if we've recommended this to people, they either are like, this is the funniest thing, or like our neighbors, what is wrong with you? Yeah, yeah you I can, I can see that. Better, it's a tough you one. Know? You know, because not everyone's going to get into the production value. Right. Not everyone's yeah. going to get into the 30s yeah. vibe. And Most people want a story. Right. Right. <laughs> now, and what's wrong with that? Yeah. All right. Well, that was a good one. Next week, we don't know well, what we're going to do next job, week. Well, good job, and I think you yep. defended it well. I don't agree you with defend it. it well. You defended it well. And that's the whole yeah, purpose. Defend, defend Brad, your choice. We're like Ed McMahon, just agreeing with everything. Hey, right. wait. Can we can we do something one more time? Do that again. Pull. So that. You've got more prepared stuff. 
It's not prepared, No, really. no, we're just going to do this again because it makes me laugh. <laughs> oh, boy. Who's the most liquid businessman on the street? Hot <laughs> sucker! Well, <laughs> why wouldn't you want to see this movie? Dressed. I don't understand what's wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst part is that we were doing this during the movie, after we watched the movie, the last couple of days, and then I said, that's when I said, you ought to come on the podcast, because this is just too funny. Because we have no life, and this is yeah. why... You know, we get along so well. It's also, it's you're quarantined. You know, there's a lot of excuses we could. No, make, we'd so. be like this anyway. No matter what. Okay, well there you go. That's how we end this one. Two crazy people in one of the corners. I don't know where you are on the screen, but there you go. Next week, we don't know what we'll do. Sean, you want to pick one for next week? Don't have to give us now. You just you want to do it, or you want? Unless yeah. you got one now. Yeah, I'll do one. Gonna leave us hanging. You're not gonna. Tell and, us. and the people at home are sitting on the edge of their seats. No, no, that was that was uh, 40 minutes ago. They're not on the seats. Well, will Michelle like it? Will Ralph hate it? What will John say? Oh. How will they pronounce their last name? Right. Oh, tune in. It'll be a nice surprise. Well, I was thinking of something from the 70s. Oh, thank. Oh, goodness. there's a shock. Thank goodness. Which was the whole purpose of the podcast from the beginning. Okay, the very excited. Yes. That's when it was multi-generational. Smokey and the Bandit 2 electric boogaloo. <laughs> no, I, I could not. Those, uh, I didn't even know there were sequels to that movie. If their millennials were here, I would. if I was sure they would be here. I would I, we can't. This funny thing are. about these millennials, can't guarantee anything. Yeah. I don't know what right, the story let's is. let's not yeah. talk about it. You need to cut this off before now. <laughs> Plus, we should, I might. I might do that. We, have, we should cut off by making fun of millennials. So I think that's a good call. <laughs> I said our millennials. I didn't say all millennials. Millennials in general. Actually, it's only one millennial. Al's not a millennial. Yes. All right, don't forget, subscribe. Hit the notification button. You got a recommendation? Leave it in the comment section. We don't know what the movie is, but next week, Sean will bring a movie, and uh, hopefully we'll see everybody, okay? Stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. Yeah, there you go. Hot sucker. See you later, buddy. See you later, buddy. We'll see you later, buddy. See you later.